Today on Hey, We're Talking. We're without Bob, but that doesn't stop us from talking some serious smack about him. Also, Christmas and TV shows and Nashville. What else, Scott? <laughs> I think you pretty much covered it. Great. All right. Let's start the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Hey, We're Talking. This is a special edition because it's just the two of us. Just the two, the two of us. <laughs> we can make it if we try without Bob. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Bob. We're yeah. we're doing this again without you because you're at your stupid job where you're <laughs> making your stupid money, changing your stupid vegetable oil out of people's. I don't know what I don't know what I he have, does. Anymore. I don't really know. Every, I know. I know they collect it, but my dad asked me the other day. So what does Bob do? And I was like, well, he they collect grease. Like they get the oil from places that use it to deep fry stuff, right? And my dad goes, do they clean it up? I was like, I don't know. They probably run it through like a coffee filter or something and <laughs> so, use it again. Yeah. I'm assuming I'm assuming that they do clean it up. Because why Bob's would you not, collect yeah. it? Why would you collect it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they have to do something. They they reuse they reuse it for something. They have. I don't to. know. I don't know if they like turn it into diesel fuel or yeah, like a or, French fry truck. Yeah, so I don't know. Around, smell like a French fry. I mean, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. No, I do. Yeah. I do miss French fries. I'm not gonna lie. The fact that we oh, just yeah. talked about French fries is making me go, man. I would like a French fry. Yeah. So of course we talk about Bob's job. When the person who's most qualified to do that, Bob, is not here. Yeah. And he can he's, tell us he's, everything. He's, he's probably not even on the operational side. He's probably not even on that. He's like logistics. Yes, and, he is. And now he's like, I think he's like, I don't know, he's like the sales guy now or something. No, he's, he's like not. Going, or he's, he's going to different. He's still logistics. He's going to different cities, though, because he's yeah. got to. Yeah. He's like, I've got to go to Philadelphia again this week. and. And drink beer and, yeah, and eat food. I know. And... He has all sorts of fun without us after work. But I think he's helping these places get set up is what he's doing. But he did drive a truck. Like, he was one of the grease collectors at one time. Yeah. He worked but his he way was... up from the from the uh, outhouse to the penthouse at his job. Yeah. Yeah, but who knows how much of a move that was. I mean, I don't know. He's. <laughs> I mean, it is, gre- it is like grease from restaurants. It's grease. Yeah, he's gonna I be mad what, that we're calling it grease. By the way, oh, oh, he's he's it's oil. It's, excuse it's me, it's actually oil. It's actually it's oil. grease. Oil. Grease is a byproduct of what I, I'm like. I don't care. I don't care, Bob. I just think of it as grease. I don't know why. It's just it's how I've always thought of it. But I know it is oil. It is oil. So Bob's not here. As we've spent the first five minutes of the show talking about, not really five minutes, but it seemed like it for a second there. And we're doing these because I'm also going to go away. So we're trying to catch up. I have to go to Michigan and see my family. They've been they've been begging and pleading. And I'm finally going to go. You're going to you're going to give them a little FaceTime. I will. I will. And just another thing, just to pat myself on the back here another time. This is the this will air the day after my 25th wedding anniversary. Ah, congratulations. Well, thank you. Who's the lucky lady? No, we know we know <laughs> can Cheryl. You, can you believe that I've been married for 25 years? That's that's really hard to believe. She's put up with you for yeah, that she, long. She so, sure has. So here's to another 25 years. <laughs> you know, everybody has somebody in a relationship that you know other people go, man, that poor person. How do they put up with that guy? Or how do they put up with that chick? Mm-hmm. And I'm that guy. I'm the guy. I'm the one that everybody goes, how does she deal with him? Well, you have certain charm. (laughs) (laughs) Is there some is. So are you that guy in your relationship? Uh, I don't know. Probably. I don't know if you I don't think you are. I think we're pretty. I think you're you're pretty agreeable for the most part. I I can get you angry, but not many people can. How many people can actually get you angry? Oh, a few probably. Yeah. Family members, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with family and 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 close friends. I I, I try my best to. But I get to you stay. from like right here 
to like right there. I can yeah, get you. Uh, I am you. That's, but that's that's for the show. That's not real life. No, in real life, I've gotten you to go. You I, you get to the different level. Like, because usually you're just like, hey, you know, uh, uh, yeah, that's good. And every once in a while, I can say something where you're like, you know, and you get into the next <laughs> register. <laughs> so I have figured out how to get you a little upset. Not yeah, not like blazing mad anger. Yeah, it's not even. It's th- those types of things are just like little interpersonal foibles right, and right. and and show stuff that you know that doesn't it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of no. anything. <laughs> See, you like know, that. But, That's what you do. But, but, <laughs> but no, this is not. I'm not even upset. But, I know. But yeah, I mean, when you deal with, I deal with, you know, with patients that can be frustrating. Oh and, sure. You know, family members that are frustrating and, you know, and just there are people that, you know, you come across, you just you go across in real life situations, bad drivers and rude people and and others. You know, so, yeah, I mean, there's but I I don't usually like lose my cool in no. public. You know, I just you keep that for at home, right? Yeah. I'm just like, could you believe what <laughs> happened? Could you believe this person and and they're like, wow, that sounds that sounds pretty awful, Derek. I'm like, I know. How? Which one of your parents is the one that gives you that like really cool demeanor? Is it a mix, or do you feel like you're more like one than the other? Uh, my dad is definitely the cool guy. He's, He's definitely yes, he is. <laughs> and so, so the the amped up the amped upness could could easily come from my mom. Okay. But, do do either yeah. one of do either one of your brothers have like a a hotter head than you? Uh yeah. Which one? Ryan. Ryan does. Yeah. Like does he just like I mean are we talking explosions or what happens? Yeah, I I think he's cooled it down. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. And his uh, Yeah, the older you get, the less you get yeah. angry. It's he's true. Mellowed out. Yeah. yeah, he's he was the one with the anger <laughs> and in his 20s he was <laughs> Is he the youngest or is Brandon no. the youngest? Brandon's the youngest. Brandon's that's why, because he's the middle kid, dude. That is it. I don't know. I think that's, I think the psychology of the, you know, oh, you're the middle child, or you're the baby, or you're the oldest. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's mainly reductionist kind of psychology, and there's a lot of malarkey, we, but yeah, whatever. But we have a friend, though, that has literally, like, psychoanalyzed us and asked us, so which child are you? And I'm like, well, I'm the, I'm the oldest. Mm, that explains a lot. And went into this, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" And then Cheryl is the second child and the baby, but she was like six to eight years behind her brother. So then this person was like, "Well, that makes her a, a first child in some ways." And I'm like, "Wait a minute! You that's, can't just go around pretending you can be all of them. This is nonsense." That's that's too much of a generalization. Yeah, I think it's it like is. it's like the people with the you know with your your horoscope sign. You know your your oh you know so stupid. You know, oh, I'm I sorry. Think, I think you know, I know oh, somebody you're, that does that here that listens to us. But you're, but you're like you're a kid. Oh yeah. I mean, but it's, I, I I'm not making fun. <laughs> oh, I want to. Are we, sort are, we, of. Are, we are we talking about the queen? <laughs> I don't, does she, Oh, she does too. Oh, see. I don't know. I don't know. I just I think it's like you know. You know, Libras and Capricorns don't yeah. get along. I'm like, you're talking about one twelfth of the population. Yeah. You know, because every, you know, every, you've got to fall into one of 12 signs. So one twelfth of the population is a Leo, one twelfth yeah. is a Capricorn, et cetera. You can't just make base generalizations based on what month you were born in. It doesn't work that way. And I think unless I'm crazy and if it, any of you people are people that follow this stuff, you'll let us know. But I think they kind of changed some of the the dates. Like they shifted it a little bit. And I'm like, "Wait a minute. What if you were like I'm a Pisces, okay? What if I was a Pisces? I was born on like I'm February 26th, but let's say I was born on February 28th and they scooted it somehow and all of a sudden now i'm a different sign uh-oh who decides that i don't know i don't even know who came up with this nonsense i don't know i thought it was like chi- i thought it was chinese you know the signs of the zodiac yeah i thought that that's seems what... like a greek thing zodiac this is where we need bob the most because he looks all this stuff up while we're yeah. talking he's like, i mean 
I could do that. No, but, but then it'll but shake have, the whole thing. Yeah, and I'd have to like reach out in front of me. <laughs> no, and, don't do that. Let me see where the zodiac comes from. So, do you know what you are technically? Yeah. Well, yeah. What yeah, are everybody, you? Everybody knows their. Everybody should know their own blood type. Everybody should know their zodiac sign. Everybody should know their birthday. It's Greek. It is Greek. Yeah. I didn't know my blood type forever, <clears throat> forever, because I took this home test and it said I was one thing. And then I went to the doctor one time and I was like, I don't know if this is right. And I got my blood checked and I was I was O positive. No. Positive. Cheryl's O negative. Oh, universal donor, y'all. Yeah. She can give she I can do. give her blood to anybody. So if you're AB positive, you're a universal recipient. You just take and you take and you take. <laughs> we, I think I told, I think we talked about this before, but we're going all over the place, but it's okay. Uh, this, the blood type, Cheryl was really into this book for a long time called The Blood Type Diet. And it was the same kind of things. The reason I thought of it is because it's making me think of some of the generalizations of the zodiacs and all that. It said that your blood type determined your personality. And it was this weird thing, Cheryl's, because we thought I was B, a B. I think I was B positive, and so she's reading all this. That doesn't stuff. sound like you. You sound no. like you'd be more like a I'm B def- negative. I'm definitely an O. <laughs> I'm definitely an O positive. Isn't that funny that I'm the positive, and Cheryl's the negative? That's the flip of the relationship right there. Um, but yeah, so it had all these characteristics of people who, and then it listed famous people who had that blood type, so that you could be like, oh, I'm like him. And mine had Jesus. What? <laughs> How do they know Jesus's blood type? I have no idea. Did they do that back then? No, I doubt it. That sounds so fishy, doesn't How? it? How? How did they do? I don't even. That's ridiculous. I'm a positive. That's my. You are a positive, dude. That's my blood type. You're a plus plus plus. Yeah. That's the preferred grade I like to get <laughs> on my tests. You know, in school, get an A plus. Yes. Hey, yes. I saw that your. It seems like that car video with the little tornado or whatever. What do you call it? A hell hole or what is it? Uh, <laughs> Devil dust? dust. Those are dust devils. Dust devil. It seems like it got quite a few views. Did yeah. it? Well, I put it on all my socials. Yeah, but on YouTube, I went. I saw it come up in my feed, and I was like, "Hey, that little dust devil got quite a few hits." Let's have a look, shall we? Yeah, check it out. And if It'd people haven't seen it, you got to go to Derek. It's just Derek Tant. It's his, his YouTube. Yeah, and he put YouTube. a little dust devil on there. Yeah, but I also put it on Instagram and Facebook just because it was like a little 15-second video of me running, you know, driving through a dust devil. Do those happen a lot? Um, Fairly often. It just it just depends when you, know, you got to have – it's got to be kind of dry so that there's not a lot of uh, – you know, so that there's like some loose sand and sure. it's got to have some swirling winds. It's not like it's a violent thing. Okay. You know, it's just like, it's just swirling dust, but it looks, it looks, it looks a lot cool. more. It looks like, yeah. it looked like the start of a tornado and I was like, oh my gosh. But again, tornado comes down from the sky. It doesn't start on the ground. Yeah. That's definitely uh, the only thing it has in common with a tornado is just the swirling yeah, wind. That's it's, it. it's, it's definitely not like, yeah, you know, a tornado is like. It has to come out of a thunderstorm, and there's got to be all kinds of yeah weird conditions. But it it ends up sucking down towards the earth rather than starting on the ground. I believe I could be wrong. There's some meteorologist out there that's like, "This guy is wrong." That's a low pressure system, and uh, I don't know. Uh, Two hundred eighty-seven views. I thought it had more. I was I thought I was going to be pumping you up. By the time people hear this, it might have 400 and something. Yeah. I had 400 on the toilet smashing video. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say about society? Somebody was like, "Hey, there's a guy smashing the toilet over here." No, that's What's I your mean, most got... watched video? How many how many hits does it have? My most watched. Let me look. It's got to be like I'm not going to say. I have, an, I have a number in my head. I want to see if I'm close. Five tips for new pipe tobacco smokers. Has how many? 48,000. Dude, that's incredible. 
48000 yeah. And you made that for Danny Black. Uh-huh. I did. And he probably so, doesn't even thank you for it. Well, I think he did once. Okay. He's, he's probably like, and did he, did Danny finally surpass me like on the, uh, the, Subscribers? the subscriber count? How many do you have right now? Like 30. No, I think he's still at two. I'll look, but I no. think he's still around two-ish. I I have thirty-seven sixty-nine. Thirty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. He's got thirty-eight oh nine. So he did pass you. He did. He did. Congrats, Danny. Good job, you Danny. win. <laughs> you win. Yeah. But here's the thing. Um, I've gotten probably all my most of my new subscribers have come from that video. From know. which one? The one that I made for Danny, you know, the 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 five tips oh, okay. for new pipe smokers, because that for somehow I was able to that video got tapped into the YouTube algorithm for like, you know, how to smoke, you know, how to smoke a pipe, how to smoke pipe tobacco. It's one of those videos that like comes up when you search for something like yeah. that. So you must have so done good tags on it. Maybe I probably put a bunch in there. So so the thing is, I probably have to thank Danny Black just for. Yeah. Being able to keep up with him as long as I have, just yeah. because. Well, he went he went live through the whole month of July, and now mm-hmm. he's doing it every other day on a different channel, which is here is Danny Black, so he's got another uh, channel. Oh, I I heard something about that, but I didn't. I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm so disconnected to your <laughs> to this whole thing. Sometimes the whole oh, creator cast family no, and okay. the. It's okay. The no small creator. I just talk to you, and I feel like... I'll fill you in on everything that's yeah. going on. Oh, man, Derek. We have so much to talk about. Okay. Oh, I wanted to tell you one other thing. I thought of this because of your Dirt Devil. Is it Dust Devil? Dust Devil. Dust Devil. Uh, yeah. And I know that you have a Mustang. And I watched some videos the other day because Cheryl keeps leaving our house without the keys to our car and she's getting very far away from the house without the keys. It's a push, push button start. And so I was looking up videos on like, how far can you go without these keys? Basically, as long as you don't get out and, and open the door, uh, you're good. So she's turned, she's done this twice now, gotten really far away from the house realize she doesn't have the keys as she's about to get out of the car does hasn't turned the car off thank god turns around comes back home and gets the keys but i watched a video of these guys that had a mustang that did the same thing the guy was trying to see how far could he go without the keys you can go for you can go forever you just can't start it again after you after you get out of it huh isn't that crazy yeah i i can't start it unless i have the key on me I have to have the key fob in my pocket. It has to be in the car to it's, start it. It's supposedly they said you could be ten, eight to ten feet away from the car and it would start. Okay, now, I could, I can see that. The like, weird. Uh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say I sometimes leave it in the kitchen. That's where I leave like my wallet and and all that stuff. So, yeah. so that's that's more than ten feet from the car. So yeah. So so if, that's yeah, the thing ahead. that was weird is ours is more than 10 feet away. Definitely. So I'm just like, dude, what is going on, man? And she's, and so this new car that we bought, it only came with one fob. So we have to share the keys and we only have one mm-hmm. car. So this is the second time she has driven away without the keys. So she, and she'll call me. She'll be like, I live without the keys again. And as a husband, every husband probably knows this. I don't have a way to go get her. If she does yeah. get stuck, I'll have to call somebody and be like, hey, we only have one car because we're weird people. Or you could just like Uber over or just just call Uber <laughs> and have them take her the key. Just be like, I'm not going to go with you, man. But yeah, here, could you just, go take this key to my just, wife? Just take this and that's all you need to do. Yeah. Like, OK, <laughs> I would never feel comfortable giving the key to the guy. I'd never see the key again. You could destroy the. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Did you spill? Uh, a little bit. It was okay, already okay. empty. All right, it was good. pretty much empty. But you said mm. I could destroy the Uber driver's you reputation. Could, you, could, you could destroy his career if you leave him a 
like a negative rating. That's what they live for, man. They, yeah. They're like, give me those five stars. We need a five star review. Leave five stars. Give me a little tip, and that's it. You know, and then they'll, and that's how they, uh, that's how they stay in the good graces of Uber or Lyft or whoever. You got to give yeah. them a good rating. Yeah. And it's like I'll give you, I'll give you a five star rating, man. Just deliver the key fob. <laughs> okay, I'll try that next time. All right, listen, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna let Derek clean up the mess that he made, and um, hopefully he'll give us a five star review. Hey guys, it's Derek from Hey We're Talking, the show you're listening to right now. Today's episode is sponsored by Hector Wee Pipes at www.hweebe.com. That's hweeb.com, home of the radiator pipe, the world's finest smoking tobacco pipe. How do I know? because I smoke one myself. Log on to hweeb.com and put in the coupon code HWT for 15% off your order and get free shipping. That's HWT, coupon code at hweeb.com. We're back, and uh, I don't know why, but this always seems to work really well when Derek and I do this. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> Sorry. We're going to talk about TV shows. Part of it's because Bob just doesn't watch a lot of television. Yeah. I mean, why, 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 you know, why talk about that when he's around? If he's, you know, if he, if he doesn't feel like he can, it's constructively... fun. It's fun because we make fun of him for not watching any of it, but those are mostly yeah. movies. Yeah. But we can, you know, we can get into the topic. You know, we can get into the meat of it. Yeah. I'm still irritated that he hadn't seen Vacation. Yeah. I mean, the, the, and the, a lot of the Christmas movies. It's just, it's not good. I Shameful. think we're going to have to work on that. We're going to have to do something and get people involved to really get this guy to. There's some classic movies out there that he's just pretending don't exist. And I'm very yeah. upset. A Christmas story? Are you kidding me? I mean, it's on it's on TV 24 hours. I think it's on for over 24 hours on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day on TBS. Yeah. And you're telling me in your entire lifetime, you haven't been sitting in front of a television and TBS was on and you're like, oh, what's this? That's what he claims. I just I feel it's like a big gap in his pop culture knowledge. It I is. Just, I'm not. I'm just not. We I'm need, not buying it. We need I to need do to. some kind of movie intervention with him. Get yeah. people in a room and be like, Bob, we know you haven't seen A Christmas Story. And uh, we all got together and we decided it's time. Yeah, he's probably spent his entire life focusing like on Jesus or whatever <laughs> during Christmas time. You know, all this all this crap. He's like, stop it. You know, visiting with his family, going to church, you know, thinking and focusing on the baby Jesus. But you know, a Christmas story, come on, a Christmas Bob. story makes you appreciate all of those things you just listed. It's nostalgia. It it's yeah. fantastic. And look, and 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 I'm not a. Uh, I mean, I'm a believer. Yeah, I'm a I'm a believer in in our Lord and Savior um, Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. But I am not a Jesus is the reason for the season kind of guy. I mean, I believe he technically Christmas, is, but it's Christmas. Yeah, but Christmas kind of evolved from a, a lot of different holiday. things. Yeah, it's. I mean, even that's a very reductionist kind of overgeneralization. It was several different cultures, several different religions that all had different festivals and feast days around you know the winter solstice. Yeah. So, and so the like the church was like because when they started to do their they're very uh, enthusiastic evangelism in the early days. You know, they started, you know, spreading the gospel and people started believing. But then they were like, you know, hey, we have this feast every year. And the church was like, just, just have it. Have your feast. Yeah. We'll just call it something else. We'll we'll commemorate. Je <laughs> we celebrate Jesus this year. He's, it was his birthday. Yeah. You know, celebrate, you know, so... You know, Christmas cards, feasts, giving gifts, Christmas trees. Yeah. All that stuff originated from other cultures and other religions, other, you know, their traditions, things that they were already doing, 
you know, gift exchanges, Christmas cards, carols, you know, just, you know. You're so passionate all, about this. I, I know. love it. I mean, it's fun. It's, it's, it's interesting because even, you know, because it was just like the church was like, yeah, let's just have it. We're going to take it. We're going to we're going to take all these traditions and we're just going to we're going to slap a label on it and call yeah. it Christmas. That's the thing that's so silly about it is the way you're describing how they kind of took it over. It seems like they should be the church should be a lot more like accepting of different things and just be like, hey, we can celebrate that, too. Let's have a party. Yeah. Yeah. Santa Claus, Rudolph, Jingle Bells, giving gifts. It's all good. Yeah, that's true. Just be good. Just be nice. But Just now we're, nice. but it's so commercialized now, Derek. It's always been that it's way. It's a big it's, marketing campaign, Derek. It has always been that way. Christmas used to be, I mean, it, it was a big party. It was a big drunken party <laughs> in, in, in Europe. That's what it was. Yeah. It was it was an excuse to party. Yeah. All right. And but so But with be with family and friends and stuff. Yeah, that's the thing that's so great about the holidays. It's like a great opportunity to just be with people that you like. All the yeah. rest of the year, you got to be with people you don't like. I'm kidding. But yeah, I mean, there's, there, you know, it was like the they, the German or the Germanic people, you know, they would have this holiday called Yule or whatever. And, and you know, and as they became part of the church, they were like, we have this, uh, we have this holiday. We have this thing that we do every year. It's called Yule. We have a big party. We get drunk and we get together and we exchange gifts and we do all this. And the church is like, cool, just keep doing that. But do it in Jesus' name. And they're like, okay. Did they tell him and, not to get drunk, though? I don't know. I mean, I'm... I'm. You're I'm, making... You're, like, really, like, break, pulling it down to, like, the base level. Yeah. Yeah, but essentially, that's what happened, you know. The, okay. Christmas is just a... It was a mishmash. Different. I mean, not just not just the Germanic people. It was all over the world. Everybody has their, their you know... Their, their customs, you know, right after the harvest, you know, as it as it's getting ready to be deep, dark winter mm -hmm. and and they they everybody fattens up. They have a big feast and they hunker down right before, you know, the winter sets in. And that's what you know, they that's why they they have these feasts and I'm festivals and celebrations. I'm like picturing this being turned into like an animated thing as you're describing everything like someone <laughs> making a little an or like a drunk history. You're explaining like yeah. how Christmas came to be, yeah. Everything I, you're saying, I'm just like, man, this would be great if somebody like kind of made a cartoon just showing all these things that you're talking about. It'd be fun. Yeah. But do we know I, any cartoonists? Anybody out there want to do that? I, Animate I the know. series. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like something we couldn't afford anyway. No, no, we couldn't. Um, speaking of Christmas, what? Why are we when, even on when, this? I don't know. We 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 went from Bob not watching a Christmas story into the actual meaning of Christmas, and we got you got really deep on us, Derek. Oh, you went you went down the rabbit trail of Christmas, but it was good. It's all it's good. It's yeah. a, you're passionate about Christmas, and yeah. I know that this Christmas, if you have a pipe smoker on your list, I know what you're going to do. You're going to get them a radiator pipe, right? You're going to go out. You're going to go to H Weeb. Dot com and you're gonna go it's h w i e v e dot com you're gonna go to Hector Weeb's jingle. website I know that's too bad it was a good H W I E V E dot com there we go there it is you got it <laughs> so Hector has been nice enough to partner with us and we want you to go get a radiator pipe and I always forget the scar tools name what's it called uh, the the redeemer yes the redeemer you can get a redeemer. All you have to do is go to hwiebe.com. I'm singing it into my head as I said it. And uh, put in the coupon code HWT at checkout, and you're going to get 15% off one of Hector's radiator pipes or the redeemer or a bowl or just the base of the, the pipe. All the stuff is 15% is off. So go do that. Uh, we want to show Hector some love. He was on the show probably like, it's almost been a month by now. It's getting pretty close. But uh, he's really, really like a, a person that... He is a person. He's, he's I was going to say, he's like, he's got that engineering kind of mind that he was able to make that thing. Like he came up with the design to make this pipe that's pretty amazing when you think yeah. about it. Yeah. And he's like, science! <laughs> yes, yeah! exactly. Science! <laughs> 
So go to hwiebe.com and put in the coupon code HWT for 15% off. Derek, take us home. H-W-I-E-B-E.com. All right. So this segment was originally going to be about stuff we're watching on TV. So I'm going to start it off, and I'm going to tell you, Cheryl and I, we we always go into the summer months of TV, and we go, you know what? Let's not watch all these stupid shows that they put on in the summertime. And let's just let's do fun. Let's do cool stuff. Let's let's make ourselves smarter. Let's read books. Let's write, you know, all these grand plans. So what happens is Cheryl starts to watch somehow, some way. She she always talks about hating this show. She starts watching The Bachelorette. And Uh now she was hooked. And I think they just did it. The the finale was like, it's going to be either tonight while we're recording this or something like that. So she was watching The Bachelorette. I would catch little glimpses of it, and I was just like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. These guys are all total idiots. And the girl, she's making out with every one of these guys. And I mean, not like, hey, I'm going to go out with this guy tonight, and I'll just make out with him, and then I'll clean everything up, and then... I'll go see the next guy. No, they are. She, she's full tongue kissing these people in a row. It's like they get a little time with her and they're like, you know, you're very beautiful. I, I feel like I'm falling in love. With and they just start making out. And I'm like, what? A, who does this? Who goes around just making out with people? I guess it makes for good TV. Ugh, I guess I've never I've never had any interest in that series no. and probably never will. No. So the one that we watch together, though that I got hooked on this time. And I he's just fun to watch no matter what it is, but Gordon Ramsay's 24 Hours to Hell and Back. Mm. He is going, and he's now he's challenged himself to only be able to fix these restaurants in 24 hours. Oh. So he literally makes these people call. He goes, get on your mobile, call home. You're not coming home tonight. <laughs> and he just does, and, and dude, the... The behind the scenes stuff. So he has told all of these people in these restaurants that they're possibly going to be a part of a, a restaurant remodel program. So while these people are there pitching them this idea, they put up secret cameras all over the restaurant. So they don't know that they're being recorded before Gordon gets there. And the stuff that happens is unbelievable every time i go out to eat now which i don't do very often but i just go oh my gosh what are they doing to my food because the stuff that happens in these gordon ramsay shows is atrocious straight up atrocious yeah i can only imagine and i don't know it's on fox right yeah of course yeah gordon ramsay basically runs fox now (laughs) yeah in the, in the Um, summer for sure yes I'm sure a lot of that is mm, played up for for TV to Somewhat. make it more. But yeah, I, but there was this place in New Orleans, dude. He, he had Gordon Ramsay can only take him so much he, before yeah. he becomes a cartoon, right? But that's the thing. I like that's why I like that. I just find a show like this in the middle of when there's not really anything good on, and I get into it because it is fun. But this, I want to tell you though, you say, oh, it's played up. This place that they went to in New Orleans had rats all over the place and they caught them on video. So what would happen is there would be like five or six rats out in the kitchen and the guy would be right around the corner that was and then he'd come back into the kitchen and they'd they'd all run away. You'd miss them all. They had rats, dude. Rats filled in the kitchen. Well, I'll be going to that restaurant. No, now it's perfect. Gordon fixed it. Oh. Okay, 24 hours. Yep, 24 hours is totally he fixed. Ran, ran the rats out, I Yep, guess. he did. He brought a guy in. They, yep, they got rid of him. Well, you got you find where they're getting in, too, and you clean up the kitchen. That's the thing. He has So he has, like, professionals come in and clean the whole thing, redo, repaint, redesign the whole entire place in 24 hours. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. You know, he goes in. I'm, I'm sure the formula. I've, I haven't even seen the show, right. and I know the formula. I know he goes in. Maybe you know he goes in, and he, he goes in he, undercover. He, and yeah, eats he, there he first. goes in. He eats, 
and it's terrible. Oh, it is. And he looks, he looks around, and everything's screwed up. And then he introduces himself, and then he goes into the kitchen, and he finds everything messed up. He tells he him to pissed. stop immediately. Yeah, he's like, "I can't do this. I can't do this." You yeah. Know? And then, you know, they work on it, and then like, there's gonna be a an emotional breakdown yep. by Always. the owner. Always. And then, he, and then there's a heart to heart. You yep. know, he's like, "You can do this." And then they get back up to it. And everything's perfect. And then they say two months later, you know, uh, you know, their their reservations are up sixty percent, and they're finally showing a profit or something like that. And sometimes, and sometimes, two months later, things are falling apart again. Gordon, that's it. Yeah, but it's only like there was only one so far where things went down the tube. Still, yeah, I just like I'd rather see like Hell's Kitchen, Gordon Ramsay, where he's just in full on. You know, just what are yell. you doing, you yeah. donkey? <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, <laughs> when he's just yelling at people. He is kinder to these people when they need it, but he's still yeah. pretty mean. Yeah. But he, that's his thing. That's his brand. Yeah. But on Hell's Kitchen, when it's like, when it's just these chefs trying to, <laughs> you know, try to make some scallops. Yeah. Beef Wellington and scallops. <laughs> yes. This is terrible. This is rubbish. I'm throwing it in the bin. You're being really kind because of our show format. You're not saying what he really says. Yeah. It's just like bleep, 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 bleep. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So that's good. You know, you're watching the show. I, um, what are you hooked on right now? I'm hooked on, well, on HBO. Okay. The, the show that I'm about to finish up is Succession. I started watching that and we stopped. I don't remember why we stopped. I think we just lost track of it. What is it good? You like it? It's it's really good. The, the they just did the finale Sunday night, so I have to to get to that and watch okay. it. But it, it's it's a show with Brian Cox. We mm-hmm. might you might you might remember him from uh, the Super Troopers. He was there. He was the and boss. He was Uncle Argyle in Braveheart. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So. Big time character actor. Yeah. He's 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 basically the the president CEO of a of an evil media corporation. So In New Reed, York. Reed Fox probably. Yeah, yeah. basically it's supposed as, to be like Fox. Yeah. Yeah, he's like the head of Fox or whatever like that. And uh, like Fox News. And he's grooming his son to take over, and he has a stroke, which yeah. leaves him kind of debilitated. And so he's kind of and and up to this point, he's starting to show maybe some signs of dementia or something like that. And and they're like, he's kind of losing his touch. And so then he has the stroke and he's out of commission for a little bit. And then he's got like four kids. Yep. uh, And 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 a young wife. And they're all kind of squabbling each other, squabbling and, and scheming with each other for control of the company and it's, so it's basically corporate and family drama all mixed in. Lots of betrayal, lots of uh, just and nastiness. I, and I believe on... Kieran Culkin is like the youngest kid, and he's kind of a aloof scumbag. Yeah. He's, he's a, yeah, yeah. He's just he's not uh, yeah. he's not business type material, you know. But he but I haven't watched all of it. But I I get the feeling he's gonna try and move in there and get a little piece of the pie at some point. Yeah, he's uh he's definitely a a character. Yeah, yeah. they it, it's all well acted and, and, and I everything. think the guy's name is something Alan not Alan Ruck, is it? The guy who played Cameron Fry in yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off yeah. is that his name? Yeah, yeah. He's one of those sons too, right? He plays the oldest son. Yep. Uh and, and he's like completely pretends like he doesn't care about any of it in the first two episodes that I remember. Yeah, he's pretty much kind of hands off. He lives in New Mexico. He's yeah. an artsy type. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting show. It there's a lot of a lot of drama, and I'm really looking forward to uh, to the finale. Does it uh, look like it's a show that's going to be back again? Do you think they'll continue it? I think so. Okay. I think they are. I think there's a lot of. I think if they ended it, it could be fine. But I think they're gonna do that. I'm also, uh, we finished, we, we binged the other day, the other weekend, a new season of Orange is the New Black. Okay. Always, that's always a lot of fun. I'm always amazed it's still on. Yeah, it's a little, it, I mean, they've taken the show and. Has it jumped the shark or what happened? 
I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I think it's I think it's interesting. I think there's enough storyline there, but I think a lot of people are I think the critics are like they need to be they're like they need to start wrapping this up. Is this chick still in jail? Um I'm uh, not gonna no. spoiler alert. I don't want to mess it up for anybody. So if you don't want to know, don't listen. You have uh, three, two, one. Uh the main the main character Piper uh is about to be released okay her release date's coming up so did they get rid of the uh, kid from american pie ever or is he still in it no he's gone okay that was like yep. a, I, that's the only season i watched i believe is the one he was in i don't know how many he was in though i think he was in the first couple okay you know he, he played a lot of he was he was in the first one quite a bit but yeah it's a lot of people are like what's up with the you know but i i, I like it there's so many different characters there's mm-hmm. so many there's so many different places that they can take the show. I think it's, you know, a lot of people would probably accuse it of trying to be, you know, socially conscious and important. Sure. Trying to be about, you know, it's trying to be important about the issues. And I think it can do that and still be funny and entertaining and, and interesting. So, so oh, it's good. The other, the other show that I watch in the summer too, again, Dirty Little Secret is the Big Brother. I always watch it every year. I'm so okay. stupid. Let me let me comment on that. So my, you know the the nieces that we got up on the wall yeah. back here. Yeah. You know, Caitlin, her and her mother were were rolling through town, uh, last week or so, mm-hmm. and they are huge huge fans of the Big Brother. They huge. watch it every year. Yeah. So, so they we watch were it at over, your house. We were over at my mother in law. Oh, okay. We were over at the mother-in-law's house, and and they and they had it on the show. They had the show on, and I gotta say, I can't get into it. No, I it's, didn't. It's like it's a bad habit at this point. But there's things that happen. That part of the thing about reality shows. There was actually a time in my life where I completely stopped watching them because I felt like I hated so many people on the shows. I would get like, oh, I hate this person. So I I I completely stopped for a while. And then when I felt like I could handle it, I got back into them, and now I'm I'm all in again. I'm in yeah. Survivor, Big Brother, MTV's The Challenge. I mean, yeah. Well, Big Brother, it all the I watched one episode. The entire episode, they were just meeting with each other and making alliances. Yeah, they're trying to make and sure that it's... they don't get voted out at the end. Yeah. But that's that's the th- that's the whole show. I feel like that's the entire show. Yeah. You know, they do it like they might do like a little challenge to see who gets to be whoever, you know. Yeah, the, they do two the challenge things guy. a week. They do the the head of household challenge and then they do the the veto competition. Okay, so that but it's all about making alliances and yeah. playing this game. That's the whole show. Yeah, and you're literally just trapped in this house with all these people. There's no TV, there's no music, there's nothing. And they they mostly just like lay around or they work out or they go in the pool or they have conversations or they eat. I mean, it's literally just a bunch of people. It's like prison, but good prison, (laughs) like where you can do whatever you want, kind of a prison. And there's nobody, nobody is guarding them. It's just, you know, just cameras watching them all the time. That's it. I can't. Yeah. I can't get into it. It's a waste of time. Don't do it. But I'll, but I'll tell you my little guilty pleasure and it's not even guilty. All right. You you know my you know the the kinds of shows that I like on yeah on Netflix that y'all make fun of me for. Yes. I went on and I just restarted to watch and I've already seen all of these, but I'm gonna I've restarted the Great British Bake Off. I know I can't understand how you can rewatch a program like that, like a reality show. To me, I never watch it again. Well, I watched it like a couple of years ago, so I forget like. You forget a lot of the details, and I even forgot who who's gonna win each season. Really? But it but it's just like well, you kind of have an idea. You're like, oh yeah, this person's probably gonna leave, but it's like it's so neat, I guess, because there's <laughs> that's a there's, great word for that. It's so there's neat. humor. All right. Well, there's there's these two female comedians mm-hmm. that are the hosts of the show. They're British, right? Yeah, and they're very they're very charming. They're very quirky. Okay. They're, and there's a lot of wordplay, you know, stuff that I like, you know, the the 
you know, you're out in a, they're out in a field. Okay. They're in like this nice British meadow mm-hmm. in a tent baking food, you know, and, and they're, it's not like American reality shows where everyone's, it's all cutthroat mm-hmm. and everyone's mean to each other and they're just looking to betray each other. Everybody on that show is just nice. They're okay. pleasant. They're uplifting to each other. You know, and, you know, when somebody leaves, like everybody cries, you know, it's like, you know, they're just like, they're like today, you know, they're like I got to award star Baker to this person. And then they're like, it's with great sadness. I have the horrible job to announce who we've got to eliminate this week. It's, you know, I'm so sorry. We hate to see you go. But Jeff, you're out, you know, and then and they're like, give it, you know, give us a hug. And so it's just it just gives you it's just humanity, man. Yeah. You just get it's just like it's like there's a competition show and you get to see glimpses of like real humanity and and politeness. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just there's it's charming. You know, it's, it's charming. So, it sounds like based on the way that you're describing this. There's a new show that just started last week called Making It on NBC, and it's Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec. And, you know, Nick Offerman is a a craftsman, right? So he makes stuff. He's a carpenter and stuff like that. So it's just all these people that make things are on this show. It's called Making It. And Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman, they do the same thing you're talking about. They make little puns and they make jokes and stuff. But they go around and they just talk with these people <clears throat> and uh, when the first person ended up leaving the show, everybody hugged him and they were all crying. It sounds really close to what you're talking about because there's it's not like it's a competition, but they're not doing that typical competing thing. It's yeah. just like they're all interested in each other's stuff that they're making. There was a guy that finished his thing early, went over to somebody else's table and said, hey, can I help you finish this? And they're like, yeah, get me this and this. And they were all helping. It was it was totally different than the normal. So it almost sounds like maybe they watched this thing and they were like, hey, Nick knows how to do carpentry and stuff. Let's have a bunch of people that make stuff come on and do this. But it's OK. It's not great. But I did watch it because yeah. I love Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler from Parks and Rec. So, yeah, but it sounds similar. Yeah, I would give it a shot. And they I mean, and, and the even the 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 baking on the show is interesting. It's the, they, they, they do a really nice format you know they, every week every show there's three challenges they've got their signature challenge where they have to bake something and they've had practice like they get to practice the show is shot on like saturday and sunday and so you get to practice during the week they tell you what you're going to make the second challenge is a secret they don't they it's 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 called a technical challenge you don't they don't tell you what you're going to make they give you like a basic recipe with very little guidance on the recipe, so they gotta figure it out. Like they'll give you a baking temperature, but no time, or something like that. So they they're like, here, you gotta make this pastry that nobody's ever heard of before. Mm-hmm. Here's here's the ingredients, and here's some basic guidelines to do it, but no real like like they leave out like key information on how to make it perfect. Okay. And so so they got to leave it out. And then the next the, the final challenge is the showstopper, you know. Mm-hmm. So and so it's uh it's like a big thing. So okay. and every week every week is like this is bread week. All right? So the every it's all themed around bread or this is pie week and so all three challenges are some sort of pie or this all is, these things I can't eat. Yeah. Absolutely. And I shouldn't be either. I should not be eating them either. <laughs> so have you ever watched Top Chef? Uh, a long time ago, I used to watch that. Yeah, on Bravo, right? Yeah, it sounds like yeah. a show you would enjoy. Although oh, that's yeah, very to... that one's cutthroat. There's no mucking about in that one. There's no yeah. funny jokes. I mean, there's there's humor because of the people, but yeah, I used to watch it all the time, and then I was just like, oh, how many more of these? Many, I just think how many more ways can I see someone yeah. mess up risotto? But I just I think that great british baking show it's like it's genuine i think it's just genuine you know because on hell's kitchen like it's very entertaining and it's cutthroat but there's no way that that any of that's real there is no way that you know there's always some there's happens to be somebody every week that forgets all basic cooking knowledge like they're they're skilled are you trying to say you think it's scripted or staged? Yes. Really? Yes. It's yeah. It's like you know, 
you know, it's raw inside. It's like, yeah. You don't think yeah. that every, the people that go on Hell's Kitchen aren't real chefs, though. It's different than Top Chef. No, they. I think they are. No, they, but they're not. Usually it's people that want, or is this, or is that that other one he does? Ah, I could be wrong. I don't think I've think, ever watched a whole season of Hell's Kitchen, so I don't know. He does have another show, Master Chef. Yeah, Master Chef. It's people that I don't think know what maybe, they're doing. Yeah, but but Top Chef is, I mean, uh, Hell's Kitchen is like actual. <laughs> We're all sorry. running them together. Yeah, Hell's Kitchen. I think it's like actual chefs, and like some of the some like I know there's restaurants around here that it was they started by like a Hell's Kitchen contestant. Really? Yeah. Okay. So. Have you, do you know, I was thinking uh, of saying this to lead into another thing, but do you think that, have you seen any kind of shows where they have like a barista competition? When do uh, they have that? No shows on TV. I've seen maybe like some documentaries, oh, okay. kind of, kind of that, but, but no, no, no coffee themed TV shows. Well, you know what? Here's a great idea, Chris Bean. How about a Numa coffee reality show it would actually be interesting he's got a lot of stuff that he could use that would be very interesting the stuff that he does where he goes to other countries and the people that help him yeah it, I, be interesting i think that coffee is a under you know like as far as reality show yeah. fodder or competition yeah. i yeah. think i think that's like a new there's there's plenty that could be explored in the world of coffee yeah and Speaking of coffee, if you want some, yep. there's no better place to go than numacoffee.com. That's P N E U M A coffee.com out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. Uh Chris is the master roaster and um gets his beans directly from uh, you know, single origin countries. Yep. And he even blends up a few Yeah, he even makes up like a couple of blends that are really good, especially like his espresso blend. Yeah. It's top top notch stuff. It's good stuff, man. So if you want to get in on some uh, some good coffee, go to numacoffee.com and of course enter the coupon code HWT. HWT stands for Hey, we're talking. Yes, it does. It's specific <laughs> to us. And twenty percent uh, off. Yes, you will get some substantial savings on your order. So do it. Yeah, go to numacoffee.com. HWT twenty percent off. Boom. And I'm telling you. The coffee is good. And it, the thing that's so great about getting it from him is it's so fresh. Mm -hmm. So fresh. So good. Freshly yeah. roasted, freshly ground. That's the best way to drink coffee. Yep. So go to numacoffee.com, HWT, 20% off. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and we'll wrap up the show for today. It's been fun. Today's episode of Hey, We're Talking is brought to you by our sponsor, Numa Coffee. Go to numacoffee.com. That's P-N-E-U-M-A coffee.com. At checkout, make sure to type in the code HWT for a 20% discount. And we are back and uh, we're just going to kind of wrap up the show here. But one of the things that we wanted to talk about, we still got some time, but Derek, you got a little event that's going to be coming our way very soon. Tell us a little bit about it. It's an event. It's big time. I, as you know, love to go to Nashville every year. Yep. My two brothers live there. So uh, starting like in 2014 or 2015, I started going. Uh, I went to a pipe show that they had. I think it was 2015. They had like a an organized pipe show. You were there. You yep. were there. I was there for that. You were there one. for that. Yeah, so we went and it was great. It was a it was a fun time. It there were a fun. lot of people. So the following year, they were planning another pipe show, um, but that's when the news from the FDA came out and everybody that was involved you know, that was going to be sponsoring that show they pulled out all their funding. Like they yep. it was fully funded, ready to go. The news of the FDA hit, and everyone was like, "We can't, we can't do that," because there was so much uncertainty. They didn't know there was going to be, you know, as far as we knew then, the pipe tobacco industry was doomed. Yeah, it's not, it's not quite so dark nowadays. No. But 
Um, but at that point, everybody was in a big time despair. So everything was was destroyed. Everything was was cut. But Greg and Frank, who were uh, organizing the event, Greg Baldwin, Crossroads Greg, and Tobacco yep. Frank, yep. They uh, they still put together a few events for people to do. There was a tour of Briarworks factory. We did some coffee shop uh, visits. You know, we went to Uptown so where they catered food for us and everything. It was people still came in and it was okay. fun. So you guys but, still do this, and it's been going on for a while, or is this gonna, or is it changed a little bit? Well, that was the that was the last like organized thing. That was in 2016, so that was two years ago. So last year, I was like, I kind of put it out on the internet on my YouTube channel. It's like I'm gonna be back in Nashville, you know, this for you know for a little while in September. Anybody want to get together? And people were like, Yes, absolutely, let's get together. And so we had you know, dozens of people show up, some from out of state and everything. And it was a, it was a solid event. You know, we met Friday night at Smoker's Abbey. And then, you know, on Saturday we went to Uptowns and, you know, we, we spent like all, all day hanging out and people came in from out of town and it was, it was awesome. And so I've kind of, and everybody there was like, we need to do this every year. Just this needs to be a thing every year. So people were like, I put it, I put out the announcement like last month and it was a little bit later than I usually do. Uh, everybody that went last year is wants to, wants to do it again. And even more, there's even more, there's like more buzz, more interest, more people this year than, than I've, than I've seen. Before. So you're basically reviving the Nashville pipe show all by your lonesome. Well, yeah, I mean, it's. There's there's just so much interest and somebody yeah. uh, there's a guy that lives in Nashville named uh, Mark, um, he's a Texas boy but he lives in Nashville he he even like created a website, oh my like gosh. to R, like for for people to RSVP you know so That's there's awesome. like a so there's like a and and like you can go to this website and there's like a list What's of everybody the who's oh it's <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Dang it. I'll have to, I thought you would know it right no, off the top of your head. No, because it's it's like one of those uh you know it's uh nashville2018.rsvpfi.com. Okay. So it's <laughs> something like that. Okay. But yeah, but it but there's like a welcome screen, you know, kind of a tentative itinerary and then if you've and if you've signed up, there's like you can click on the who's going button. And there's like a list of like twenty something people that have already that's awesome, dude. Signed up. And are you and gonna do? Say, are you gonna do kind of the same thing like you did that one year and go to different places and stuff? Or what are you gonna do? I, I think so. Kind of what I'm thinking is I think a lot of people are probably gonna be the the meetup will will probably get a lot of people starting Friday evening. But if there's anybody in the area on Friday, I think on Friday afternoon, maybe after lunch, I'd like to do a coffee shop crawl. Okay. Maybe maybe hit up some brew pubs or some breweries because there's a lot of places in Nashville like you know they serve food, they brew beer and then there's games like ping pong, cornhole, you can do all of that at these bars, that at fun. these restaurants. So that's that's fun. And there's a lot of great restaurants in Nashville, a lot of great coffee shops, so music. I thought yeah, well there's <laughs> plenty of that. I was going to say there's some music there too, Derek. So Yeah. But but you want this is 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 more about hanging out, interacting, yeah. and 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 chatting with everybody. It's not a you know we're the entertainment. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. You know the hanging out is the entertainment. So Friday night we would do a you know we'd go to a, a pipe shop, piper cigar shop, just drink, smoke, hang out until all hours of the night, and then the next day we're gonna. Uh, They've already contacted this one smoke shop in 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 Nashville Uptowns. Yep. They yep. they're going to be bringing in pipe and cigar vendors. Nice. For that day, they might even be catering some they might even be bringing food in for us. That's awesome, dude. So, I mean, we're we're going to be there. I uh what I would what I was going to do that night is like around supper time, I was going to leave and go get something to eat. And then there's another so there's another pipe cigar shop near where my brother lives where i'll be staying that's open late and uh we would go and 
They got beer on tap and Who? smoke some more. <laughs> yeah, smoke, drink, hang out. I mean, that's 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 all it is. Okay. I mean, we everybody's like this need you know what's the, everyone's like what's the itinerary? What are what's the schedule of events? It's smoke, drink, and hang out. That's what we're doing. Yeah. You know? That's so, all we're gonna do. So we're going to when it gets closer, we'll talk about this again. Maybe you'll have more information for people. Although you gave everybody the information they need. Let's be real. But um, yeah, we wanted to touch on that because it's coming up. And the uh, are you the mayor of mayor of YouTube? Is that correct? I'm the mayor of YouTube. For, for, I, it should say mayor of pipe YouTube. No, I'm not just the mayor of the the pipe community. I'm the mayor of YouTube. Okay. In general, apparently. That's what he's been. <laughs> that's what he's been named by all of his pipe people. All right, so we're gonna have Bob back on the next episode, but uh, Derek and I decided to go it alone. It was tough. We made it, and uh, we want to thank you guys for listening to the show. Do us a favor, go visit hweedpipes.com, get yourself 15% off with HWT, and then also visit numacoffee.com. You get 20% off with coupon code HWT. Are you seeing a pattern here? We're saving you money, that's what the pattern is. And use HWT, always use HWT. All right, we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much, and have a great week.